coronavirus arrives in the Bay Area and impacts parishes and churches everywhere. How will this affect your worship? It's Spread the Word time at Spirit FM. How do you evangelize? These topics and more on this special edition of A View from the Top. Welcome to A View from the Top with Bishop Gregory Parks, Bishop of the Diocese of St. Petersburg. A View from the Top is a candid and hopeful conversation on current events that affect our church, our community, and our country. Now, here's Bishop Parks and the General Manager of Spirit FM, John Morris. Last week, Spirit FM celebrated their spring fundraiser, Spread the Word. It's the time when the station asks listeners to financially support Spirit FM. Bishop Parks was scheduled to be part of the event, and it coincided directly with the coronavirus and the ever-changing news that was forthcoming. In this program, you'll hear the interview with Bishop Parks and midday announcer Davis Watts and myself. Since this recording, Bishop Parks has closed all the churches for masses. However, some churches remain open for adoration and private prayer. Many churches are also live-streaming masses, and Spirit FM is airing the masses daily. Here's that interview. We are joined this afternoon by a very special guest, Bishop Parks. Thank you so much again for coming in and, and hanging out with us a little bit today. Sure, it's great to be here, Davis. And Always a pleasure. Now, with everything that's going on here at the ministry, we have been kind of talking about all of the reactions, the the, the activities that are going on around us, and more to the point, the activities that are, that are being canceled around us because of the virus. And as a radio ministry, we know that we can be here, that we can be a constant of not just information, but a constant source of spiritual comfort through these times. But since we've got you here, of course, we would love to find out a little bit more about how our diocese is coping with what's going on with the virus and kind of what we can look forward to in the next few weeks as we're dealing with this. Sure. Well, Davis, I'm very happy to share some information with our listeners today. Myself as the bishop and my staff have been really on top of this since the beginning. A couple of weeks ago, we issued some what we called guidelines at that time to our parishes, to our pastors and priests, just some suggested good practices, things that no doubt our listeners keep hearing over and over again about washing hands and mm -hmm. avoiding physical contact, that sort of thing. Not coming to Mass if you don't feel well or if you are sick, in fact, to stay away from other people. It's just charitable to do that. Then earlier this week, I issued some additional directives, so it's getting a little more serious. Right. Uh, it's kind of a progression as things have evolved and basically said that we will not be for example, exchanging the, the physical sign of peace at Mass, but rather that it could be a just a wave or an acknowledgement, a little head bow, something of that nature. Yeah, I noticed that happening. We've been, one of our Lenten practices this Lenten season as a family is we're getting up a half hour earlier than normal so that we can take our boys to Mass on Tuesday mornings before we take them to school. And I noticed even this last Tuesday morning that everybody's already just kind of saying good morning and, and, and peace be with you and not reaching yeah, our hands out. Kind of a new normal for us at this point, it's, Yeah, but a, a little uncomfortable because we're not used to it. And I know myself as bishop. I mean, I'm used to shaking so many hands and there's even people, you know, bishop, I want to give you a hug and right. that kind of thing. And, I, you know, you just have to very politely say, I, I don't think that that's prudent at this time to do that. Is there a holy elbow bump? <laughs> can we, can we in, all invent the, the holy elbow all bump? behind the intention of it, uh, <laughs> Davis. So uh, a little fist bump or an elbow bump, I think would, would be fine. 
So uh, in addition to the physical contact and trying to eliminate that, you know, we also wanted to just like the little fonts that hold the holy water. We wanted those emptied so that yes. there's no uh, risk of transmitting any type of disease or virus uh, that way. And then again, in- encouraging people just to be careful to receive the Eucharist reverently, whether they do so in the hand or on the tongue. Maybe take this opportunity because I know some of our listeners do prefer to receive on the tongue. If you do want to receive in that way, I would just ask that you would actually extend your tongue because (laughs) that's a challenge. Sometimes folks Uh, come up to receive the Lord on their tongue, but they keep their kind of their teeth closed or their mouth closed, and it's not easy for the minister to uh, to give them our Lord. I hear every Eucharistic minister and priest out there going, Amen, Bishop, Amen. <laughs> right, that's right. And Bishop, you issued a statement uh, just a little bit ago about a dispensation. What is a dispensation? Yeah, you know, we're a church that has some, some rules, some regulations, some laws, and the bishop has the ab- ability or the power as bishop to dispense the faithful from some of those things. So uh, what you're referring to is something I did two of them, for the faithful of the Diocese of St. Petersburg. And it's regarding attendance at Sunday Mass, because we know that we're called to keep the Lord's Day holy and to attend Mass. That's something that, that we should do. But under certain circumstances, we ask actually that you not do that. So I did grant a dispensation today, and in the coming days, till further notice, actually for the month of March, for all who are sick and those who are caring for them, it would be best if they stayed away from Mass, If again, mm-hmm. if you know you're sick. Also for those because of their age or infirmity or at greater risk for contraction disease. In other words, if their immune system is compromised at all or lessened, be good to stay away from crowds. And then also, and finally, for those who have been exposed to the actual coronavirus because of travel or other circumstances, certainly would want them not to come to Mass on Sunday. So all those folks are dispensed. But in addition, I recognize and have sensed some fear or anxiety on the part of the faithful and People are just scared, you know, and mm-hmm. we're, we're being told by the, the media to stay away from big crowds. So if somebody is experiencing fear or anxiety about coming to Mass, even though they feel the obligation to do so, I have issued a dispensation from that obligation as well, just to try to bring a sense of peace and calm to the situation for those that might be struggling with that decision. Mm-hmm. So that's a general dispensation for all the faithful. If you don't feel you're able to come to Mass, you don't have to. But we would still encourage those that would like to because we are going to be celebrating Mass this weekend and each day uh, until possibly another decision has to be made on that. But for the moment, we do want to continue celebrating the Eucharist and providing our Lord to his people. A lot of events that have just recently been canceled right here on our own Tampa Bay area. A lot of people kind of nervous about gathering. You know, we may be going through some anxiety, even some fearfulness. As our shepherd, I would just ask you to, to speak to us for a moment about that. How can we combat that in our lives? Well, you know, first of all, uh, fear is something that we need to acknowledge because we need to deal with it, but hopefully deal with it as, in a very healthy way and in a spiritual way. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a a complex emotion that we experience because on the one hand, you could say, well, fear can motivate. So in the case of like a student who has a paper due or a project, Ah, you uh, you know, and they're running behind, that fear can kind of motivate them to get that done. But I think the fear that many people are experiencing today with the the virus, this pandemic, is a fear that kind of cripplizes or Mm. paralyzes us. And that's not good. Over time, that could really cause us both physical as well as emotional and spiritual issues and problems. The other thing that's kind of interesting is, as, as our listeners probably know, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is fear of the Lord. Oh, yeah. But again, that's a different, different kind of fear. fear than what we're talking about here. That, that refers to more of a, a reverential respect 
because of the awesomeness uh, of God that we look to him with that little bit of fear and just being in his presence, but not the type of fear that we may be experiencing today. I would say one of the great blessings of being a person of faith is that we can bring that fear to our prayer and offer that up to God and ask him for peace in our lives and to free us from fear and anxiety in our daily lives so that we can get on with the things we need to do and it doesn't cripple us or paralyze us in our lives. You mentioned the student analogy being able to inspire them to work. But this kind of fear is a fear of the unknown, a fear that we don't have control over this. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from is I can control when I can turn in my paper and when I don't. I cannot control the sickness. I can't control things shutting down around me. And I think that's where we lose control over things. But we know that God is in control of everything. But we have to tell ourselves that and really live that kind of lifestyle in order to be set free from that fear. Amen, John. Well said. I I couldn't add anything really more to that other than to say that, yeah, there's things that we can control. And like with regard to the virus today, we can do our part uh, to make sure that we're not causing the spread of it and we're, we're doing what we're asked to do. And But on the other hand, there's external factors, things we can't control. And, and I think that's where we need to, to bring God into the equation uh, through our prayer mm-hmm. and to help us because we know he wants to be us to be at peace in our lives. And fear can keep us from him mm-hmm. uh, and from his love. And, and that's just the opposite of, of what God wants. He wants a, a relationship with us. He's our father and he loves us very, very much. Amen to that. I'll tell you, one of my favorite fear analogies is uh, fear of rattlesnakes. You want to have a healthy fear (laughs) of rattlesnakes, one that makes you turn and go the other way, not one that paralyzes you. And uh, to just to add on to what the bishop was saying a few moments ago about, you know, being able to pray for God to alleviate our fears. I think we concentrate so much on praying for others praying for those that are around us and praying for things we want that we forget that God can answer our prayers about our own countenance, our own spirituality as well, because we serve a God that's bigger than everything that's going on around us, which is an incredible thing. And then we have Teresa, who's calling in from Clearwater. She says, so many of us who cannot receive Holy Communion on the hand can only receive on the tongue. What is your suggestion to help us be able to receive that? Well, first of all, you know, again, I I haven't given any particular mandate about receiving uh, only in the hand. So both are permitted. I guess I would speak with your pastor about that and see if they can't make some accommodation at your your parish. What I know some parishes are doing, for those that do like to receive on the tongue, they have a a separate line that you can go to so that uh, everyone who's in that line is receiving on the tongue uh, and they can still receive the Lord in that way that they prefer. So my first response would be, um, Teresa, to speak with your pastor about it, to explain uh, the reason why you want to do that, and see if he can't make an accommodation like I just described. We hope that answered your question, Teresa. And remember, also, you can always email your questions to contact at myspiritfm.com or to uh, Bishop Parks, and we can address many of these questions on his uh, podcast that we uh, air a couple of times a month. There's a lot of news that is breaking as we speak, and uh, again, I just got a press release from our own communications office at the Diocese of St. Petersburg. Teresa Peterson does a fantastic job of getting the word out, receive word about schools, Bishop. Yeah, John. So, uh, of course, our, our primary concern is for the safety uh, always of our, our children, but but of all adults and, and children, families. But we made the decision to go ahead and, and, and ask them to do online learning or online classes. Uh, maybe 
our students don't want to hear this, but we're going to try to keep them learning. And <laughs> that's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. right. Even if it's online and using technology. And, and you know, you know, the fallout from this kind of thing. It's not. It's not just the Catholic schools. I mean, we're hearing about this all over with school districts all around the country. When there's a day off on a holiday, many of the schools, I know the public schools for a fact do this, uh, they'll have what they call like the place program where the where the kids, where the both parents work can go to the school more or less. There's a, it's like a big child care where they have them on the gymnasium or whatever right. for the day. Uh, with this situation, they don't want kids together. So then it falls to the parents. The parents have to ask for time off in order to stay with the kids. So there's this real ripple effect that takes place of of that kind of uncertainty. Davis, you're a a product of that. I'll tell you, we were talking about fear earlier, and that's the biggest fear, being cooped up in your house with your kids for two weeks. It's just a scary (laughs) thought. It is just a scary thought. And there's no sports to keep us entertained. And I'll tell you, we are blessed. We have a, a very big support system, Abby and I, here in our, you know, her parents live just down the road from us and we've got uh, a 50-50 custody with the boy's father and so it's you know it's a really good support system so we have support in place to be able to care for our children as these closings are occurring but I know so many of our listeners do not have that support system right now they don't have that ability and so you have to rely on you know hopefully your office your employer is going to be extending you uh, some benefits I have heard that the federal government is working on extending unemployment benefits to those who are being put out of work because of this situation. And so if you don't have sick days or vacation days that you can take, or if your employer is not being kind enough to give you that that work from home kind of thing, uh, the good news is you should be able to very soon be able to apply for unemployment Mm -hmm. for those days that you have to take off to care for your children because you're being told they can't go to school. So we've got those things in place. The important part is to be able to know what resources you have. And so again, just a quick reminder, Spirit FM, thanks to your generous support, is going to continue to be here to remind you of those places that you can go, that support that you can receive, and as we're getting information from our community and how you can get support right here in the Tampa Bay area, we're getting that up on our website at myspiritfm.com. Bishop, it's always um, interesting when we talk to you, because there oftentimes uh, when we get together, you'll let something out of the bag, and, and you mentioned off-air a moment ago that this is a special day for you. It sure is. It's an anniversary, John, and uh, it was eight years ago today. In fact, I want to say almost to the hour Wow! uh, that I received a phone call that would change my life. And that phone call was from the nuncio, the papal nuncio, who's located in Washington. And he called me to inform me that then Pope Benedict uh, had appointed me the bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. Wow. So it's been eight years since I got that life-changing news. And uh, the hard part, though, John, was that while I found out that information on the 13th, it wasn't going to be publicly announced till the 20th. So for a whole week, you had to sit on I it. had to keep a secret. You know, I couldn't share that. So, Did they call your cell or did they call the office? No, they called my uh, parish office. And uh, I remember the I was working at the um, diocese on that particular day. And my assistant at, at the parish texted me with a message that the nuncio had called me and wanted me to call him back as soon as possible. Did you have any inkling? Well, When, when that comes down, there's gonna, something's up. Yeah, usually the nuncio doesn't call unless it's either really good news or bad news. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. 
So I, I wasn't sure. I was hoping uh, for the good news uh, scenario, and that's what I got. So wouldn't the parish secretary have an inkling of what was going down or just not? No, I'm not sure she would have even known who the denuncio was or, or why he might be calling. I was involved with working at the diocese at that time in addition to being a pastor, so it wouldn't be unusual for me to, to get calls uh, you from know, the from Washington, from or, Washington kind of or from the bishop's conference. Yeah. Sure. Wow. That was so, so that's probably as equivalent as you can get, because I remember your original press conference or one of the early conversations we had about you know, if you weren't a bishop or a priest, you wanted to be like a tight end or a or a lineman. <laughs> so this is a, that's like get, being like a first round draft pick. Well, you know, it, it, but it a was little a, bigger, of course. Well, life changing for me, sure. Uh, but uh, you know, it was uh, certainly a humbling day uh, in knowing that the Holy Father had that confidence in me that I would be able to fulfill this new assignment that He was giving me as a bishop. And I have to share, John and Davis, that. God doesn't let us down, you know, so when we say yes to his will, he gives us the gifts and the strengths and the talents that we need to do his will, always for his glory. Was that an example where you said yes, but there was a little bit of fear? Oh, I think there was, uh, we talked about fear earlier. That's what I was doing with it. (laughs) Uh, I think more excitement, a little bit of fear just because, you know, as I said, you know, your life is going to change. And uh, while I loved being a pastor, I knew that being a bishop uh, would be a little bit different, you know, instead of um, shepherding the faithful in my parish, I would now be responsible for a whole diocese. Sure. And uh, I think the the weightiness of that responsibility started to hit me. Yeah, fear, you had a little bit of fear in the unknown, fear of the Lord, probably reverence for that office that you were about to take on, and um, just a little bit of, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> but but knowing full well that God was always in control. And that's beautiful. Always in control. And again, when he asks us to do something in our life, we have to trust him because he wants us to succeed and he's not going to lead us down a path uh, that's going to come to a bad end as long as we cooperate with his will and as long as it's for his glory. So Bishop Parks, you're going to be in here with a few more minutes with us. We so much appreciate the time that you've you've given us so far today. And we are in the middle of Spread the Word and... Um, we're just asking for you, the listener, uh, whether you're driving around or sitting in the cube at work, uh, to consider making a gift of support. And why not make a gift in honor of Bishop Parks today on his anniversary of getting that f- phone call? <laughs> well, John, that <laughs> that would be wonderful. And I I support that. Uh, you know, if our listeners are able to, to make that gift, just encourage them to do so and to have trust in the Lord uh, that your gift will be blessed and will be multiplied through the blessings of this radio ministry. Um, I have to share, I I did make my own gift earlier today because as a priest and as a bishop, I've always believed that I I shouldn't ask somebody else to do something that I don't believe in or that I'm not willing to do myself. So I made my own commitment in gratitude for the gift of this radio station of Spirit FM. And I ask our our listeners to be generous as well as so many already have, and we thank them for their gifts. Uh, But to, but to please, uh, to support the ministry here at Spirit FM, uh, particularly at this time. You know, we, we need this type of programming. And, and just in general, you know, in our world today, there's so many types of programs, even music, but movies and TV uh, that aren't good for us, that don't mm-hmm. uplift us and, and support us in our faith, in our relationship with the Lord. Uh, this is one, Spirit FM, this is one thing that does. So why not support that? Bishop, uh, what are, where are we going from here? I mean, uh, do, do you have any sense of where we might be as a diocese with this whole virus thing going on? Well, you know, John, this is um, 
really kind of unprecedented. Um, I mean, there's only a few other things that have happened in my lifetime that might compare to something like what we're dealing with now here in our country and throughout the world. One of them was uh, mentioned earlier, September 11th is, is one, but uh, this is a constantly evolving situation that we are monitoring. Uh, and as our listeners probably know, things can change on literally on an hourly basis. Uh, it's developing that quick. So we want to work as a diocese and as the bishop, uh, we're going to stay on top of what's happening and uh, make any appropriate announcements or closures and uh, things that we're going to be doing in response to the current situation. How's it impacted you other than the workload? I mean, have you had to have trips canceled and looking at plans for the next couple of weeks up there? Definitely. I, I was, in fact, this week, I was supposed to be up in Washington for a series of meetings at the Bishop's Conference, and uh, that travel was canceled, and we did everything by um, by conference call. So we were still able to get the work done uh, without having to unnecessarily travel up to Washington, D.C. Right. And just being careful, you know, I, we hear about washing our hands. I, I do that a lot anyway, as I, I'm sure most people do, or hopefully should, they do. Yeah. They should. Uh, but just being very conscious about that and, and, again, trying not to be with large crowds. Now, as bishop, it's sometimes hard to do that, but I'm making a special effort to try to follow the, the guidelines that we receive from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. These are just prudent things that we all can do to help. Right was looking at the gospel reading uh, from earlier today, and it's the one about the uh, the tenant and the vineyards and so forth. And there was a line that kind of jumped out. Olivia and I were talking about it earlier today. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. And, Bishop, I think we all want to be those people that produce the fruit, but sometimes we get in the way of ourselves, and it's sometimes hard to are, – are we doing are we doing enough – to produce good fruit, or do we just get, sometimes we get stuck in a comfort zone? Well, John, that's a, it's a good point, and, and I hope we're doing our part, and I hope that we are producing that good fruit, but, you know, um, things like we're dealing with now in our country and in the world are a reminder of just how much we need God in our lives, uh, that left to ourselves, it's not enough. It's only a relationship with God and with His Son, Jesus Christ, that can fulfill the deepest longings in our hearts and in our souls. Uh, and it's only with the Lord that we can do that we can produce that good fruit that the Lord has created and called us to to produce. Some people have trouble having that relationship. They don't want to let go. I know this is a basic question, but it's a deep one. How, how do I how do I let my heart go to open myself up to Christ? Well, you're right, and we we have to remember that faith, of course, is a gift. It's not something that you can impose on somebody or or force them to have. It's a gift that God gives us to to enter into that mystery and that relationship with him. But it's also very human and normal to have doubts. And so we we pray a prayer. I forget who it was. It might have been uh, St. Augustine or St. Thomas said, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. You right. know, so any of those aspects or areas of our life where we might be doubting or struggling in our faith, again, that can become part of our prayer to ask God to strengthen us in our faith and to grow in a relationship with him. As I mentioned at the outset, Bishop Parks announced that masses would cease for the time being. Here's the phone interview that took place on Tuesday regarding the closures. I'm being joined now by telephone by Bishop Gregory Parks, who is going to share with us the next steps our diocese is taking as we work to control the spread of the coronavirus. Bishop Parks, thanks so much for being with us this afternoon. Yeah, once again, uh, Davis, it's, it's good to be with you. 
So what's going on now? I know we've had a lot of different things happen within the diocese. Um, What are we facing at this point? Well, uh, when I was on the air a few days ago, um, I was able to to notify and announce to our listeners that we were granting a dispensation so that those who were sick or or just felt anxious or fearful about coming to Mass uh, would be dispensed from that obligation. Uh, After discussing things with the other bishops here in the state of Florida, uh, this morning we reached a, a consensus, a unanimous decision, that we really had no choice at this point but to uh, suspend the celebration of of public Mass. So effective immediately here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg, there will no longer be public Masses at our parishes, either during the weekdays or uh, on the weekends, until further notice. Oh, wow, that is a rough reality to face. So as the bishops of the state of Florida have decided that we are no longer going to be able to celebrate Mass publicly, are we going to be able to celebrate Mass virtually? Are we going to live stream them from our parishes? Or They, they sure will. Um, our parishes will be finding creative ways to stay in touch with their congregations, uh, with their flock, um, and also at the diocese level, uh, we'll be having resources available through our diocesan website, which is dosp.org. Uh, there'll be different links and opportunities for people to either listen to the Mass or to uh, participate in a live streaming of the, of the Mass at one of our parishes. So this is, uh, these are just some of the resources we can offer now, and I would anticipate going forward uh, we'll be adding to those resources probably almost every day. There'll be different ways that the faithful can stay connected to their faith Uh, during this Lenten season and uh, heading into the Easter season. So, uh, yeah, definitely our parishes uh, will be participating in that as well. So I know here at Spirit FM, we have the blessing of being able to air the Mass every day at 11 a.m. and then 11.30 p.m. We also air the Mass at noon on weekdays on our HD2 channel. And uh, we also get the Mass, the Sunday Mass, at 11 a.m., so thanks to those resources, we'll still be able to uh, gather those up and be able to broadcast those, as well as all of the resources that we'll have available to us at dosp.org. Bishop, thank you so much for your time. Could I get you to say a quick prayer for us before we disconnect? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Let us pray. God, our Father, during these difficult and challenging days, We ask for your blessing upon each one of us. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon us to grant us peace of mind and heart, to free us from all fear, worry, and anxiety. We ask your healing spirit upon those who are currently ill or suffering the effects of the coronavirus. And we just ask as we go forward that you lead us and guide us in our lives, that each day we may stay close to you in prayer that we may feel your presence in our lives, and as in all things, we may do your will for your glory. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more with Bishop Parks, including past programs, his social media accounts, and ways to subscribe to this podcast, visit dosp.org bishop. A View from the Top is a production of Spirit FM 90.5 and the Communications Office of the Catholic Diocese of St. Petersburg. A View from the Top is made possible by the annual pastoral appeal and listeners like you. Thank you for your support.